Hey guys, Alan Galanier here, five-time world champion, black belt in four different uh, martial arts, and uh, I'm here with uh, Jason, and happy to be here. Alan Galani, I don't even know where to start. Um, yesterday, Alan Galani, yes. Yeah, I got a call yesterday from uh, Encima. He's a friend of mine, long time. He goes, "Hey, you have to meet this guy," and so I start looking you up, and I'm like, "Wow, 46 years old, flexibility of a." of a just incredible flexibility, Thank you, incredible Thank pedigree, Thank incredible you. background. Thanks. Four time, uh, four black, in four different arts. Yeah, five time world champion, uh, black belt in four different uh, martial arts. Yeah, that much so uh, I'm black belt in judo, black belt in uh, karate Shotokan, black belt in uh, Koshiki karate, black belt in uh, Kyokushin karate. So I want to get started. How did you get, I know you and I were talking earlier and I definitely want to talk about why I don't like getting kicked in the face and you like kicking people in the face. I definitely <laughs> want to talk about a bunch of stuff. But I want to ask you, you you're it's, a, it's, a, it's a fetish for me. Yeah, it's a fetish. <laughs> is, that your, is that your favorite? I can kick people in the face. Is that your favorite thing? You know thing? what? It's my favorite thing. I always make a point, make a point to kick. To I, I will not finish a fight without putting my, my, my foot up your face. <laughs> so, that's the thing for me. Like, out of like, all things, that's the even thing. Even win or lose, I just need to kick you in the face. <laughs> I have to put it in there. I have to kick you in the face. I'm not joking. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny because like you and I were talking about this and not to go off on a tangent, but I was telling you, I was like, yeah, you know, I was doing Muay Thai for a yeah. while and I, I loved it, <laughs> but I'd go in for sparring days and one day I was going in for sparring and you know, you're checking kicks and your shins are getting beat up. But then one day this guy just nails me in the face with his foot. And I just remember that was like the day that I was like, dude, I can't do this type of sparring anymore. And I had to be, it was just so demoralizing. <laughs> like, and, and it's so much power behind it, right? Like, I mean, what am I doing this for? I hate getting kicked in the face. I say, I love kicking people in the face. And you know what? Before a fight, I even make sure to go and have a pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> you want your nails to I look good? I swear, good? I'm not joking. I want my nails to look good. You know, if I get, if I have to kick you in the face, let me do it. Nicely, right? So let me make sure that my toe, my nails, everything is clean. It look fresh. It look nice. You know, to give you a nice kick in the face. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not joking. It's true. I make a point. I make a point to take care, make sure that my feet is like all nice and everything. And I, I say that I will not finish this fight without kicking in the face. And it doesn't matter if I lose the fight. I just want to make sure I kick you in the face. That's it. So. Before we start talking about, uh, well, I want to talk about, so pre-fight, right? We talk about, you talk about getting a pedicure and, and uh, you want to, you have this mentality of kicking somebody in the face, but you fought many of times from kickboxing, MMA, and then obviously all the karate, judo, you name it. They're all different types of yeah, fighting. Yeah. Um, what type, and then obviously I want to go back to your, the childhood and how you got into it, but is there things that as you've developed your career because you're 46 and you're telling me that you have um currently you have a fight on the on the books it's just been postponed because it's through one championship out of asia and it's been postponed because of uh covid but you're 46 you're still fighting you started fighting probably when you were what six How yeah, old? yeah yeah so for yeah, 40 years yeah, yeah. you've been fighting i have to ask like i know all jokes aside like the the foot in the face is funny and the and the pedicure manicure that's great no it's that. funny but it's true it's, yeah. it's it's funny, but it's true. Yeah. But but what else? Like from a purely fight perspective, what are the thoughts that are going through your head? Like and how have they evolved over time? Because I imagine as a kid, you're kind of just trying to figure it out. Then you get older and more mature, and you start getting into different types of fighting. 
What are like mantras, lessons learned, things that you've done before a fight, maybe leading up to the fight that you found have helped you be successful on the biggest stage? Um, I think the most important thing for me is that at first, never took myself too seriously. I think I just, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, you know, I take it easy on myself. I don't put too much pressure on myself. I don't put, uh, I emphasize on, on training and on being uh, very disciplined with my training. And once I've done that, you know, my mom gave me this, um, uh, um, my mom was really hard on us, you know, on being disciplined and, you know, studying well and doing your training and just, just do, do everything that you have to do. And once you go for an exam, if you don't succeed, you don't have to feel bad because you've done your best. She always told me, you know, before you go for an exam, don't worry, I can see you stress, don't stress. Because I know, I've seen you, you've studied, you've been like putting the effort, putting the time, and you've been like waking up and, and early in the morning and studying and studying, and you did all that you have to do, and I'm proud of you. Now you go over there and then you do that exam. If you, if you succeed, I'm happy. If you don't succeed, I'm still happy and I still love you. And I think that has influenced me even in fighting. I thought I'm training and I'm training really hard. I'm really disciplined. I'm really uh, uh, focused and I'm really uh, um, serious about you know my fighting career. And I want to win, of course. But I know that if I don't, my mom still loves me and people who are close to me, my family still loves me. And people um, that I care about, they still love me. So it doesn't matter but I just want to go and give it my best. And I think that approach has really resonated and really helped me uh, a lot to giving me, uh, giving me less pressure and not make, making me uh, collapse into depression. And you know, you've got people who, who lose and they're like, like angry and they go into this, uh, this uh, you know, uh, depression and all these uh, feelings and emotions. And I don't do that. You know, I don't do that. I, I, I couldn't care less. I, I win, I'm very happy. I lose, I'm also happy. It's okay. So let's go back to your mom. So how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have uh, six brothers and one sister. Oh, wow. So big family. And I was talking to you earlier, and I, I apologize for not recognizing this. Ivory Coast is, I thought it was a region or an area. It's actually a country. It's a country. And so you spent your early years there? Yeah. And then born in Cameroon, grew up. My early years was in Cameroon. Obviously, Cameroon is my country. I love Cameroon. I am wrong. Then Ivory Coast. Uh, my second country is Ivory Coast, and uh, and I have a lot of memory from uh, you know being in Ivory Coast. And yeah, yeah. And then you you end up you know transitioning. You're going through Africa. You go to France, and then you end up in Hong Kong now. Yeah. Which yeah. got to talk about Hong Kong. Yeah. But. I want to just going back a second. So you have uh, seven siblings, right? Mm -hmm. Or six siblings? Or you, have, or you have six other brothers and one uh, seven siblings. Yeah, seven siblings. And so growing up, uh, you got introduced to the fight game earlier. Early, yeah. And so why did your mom and uh, I don't know if your dad was involved in that? My dad process? was. My dad was there. My dad was involved, uh, but mostly my mom. You know, in Africa, uh, especially in my family, um, the mom ruled the house. So she's in charge. She's the boss of the house. Actually, she was sounds the boss. Like, she was, the, like, she was like, the boss of like everything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she was the boss of everything. But she ruled the house. She take care of the kids. She's the boss. So she dictate uh, um, what school we're going. We, we're gonna go to and um, and uh, and what activity we're gonna be doing, right? Yeah. And I remember an incident happened at the, at my uh, uh, very early in my. Um, 
upbringing. Uh, I went to school and then uh, and I got bullied. And I never forgot that because this is how this is how it all started. I got bullied at school. I was crying and I was uh, hurt, but not physically, just you know emotionally. I came home and I uh, I told my mom and I was expecting her to go with me back to school and you know and take care of the business. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know because my mom is she's quite strong. She's she's a strong woman. You know, she's yeah. very uh, uh, strict. So. My mom, she, 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 she listened to me crying and bitching about this. And then she told me, no, you gotta be a man. You have to learn how to defend yourself and learn how to be a man. You're gonna go back there and you're gonna do anything that you can, okay? And I mean it, you go back there and you do anything that you can and you defend, you stand up for yourself. Yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and this is a true story. She told me, you're gonna go back, you're gonna use what you have. And what do you have? You have your nails. You can, you can scratch, you have your teeth, you can bite, you have your fist, you can punch. You have, you know, you grab him, throw him on the floor and, and do that. Do anything that you can. And you have your, your mouth, your voice scream as, as loud, then scare them with something, but you have to do something. So you go back there and you're going to do that. And at that time, I couldn't understand, you know, how, why would a mom, why would she tell me that? I mean... How can you just let me go back to the wolf and then you're telling me that I can scream and scratch and bite and, and whatever? This is bullshit. Right. That's what I was thinking in my and head. How I was old like, were you at this time, like, I five, was six? five, six. Yeah, five, yeah. six. I was, I was, but I, I was even sad because I thought she was going, she was going to go with me. She didn't go with me, but I never forgot because I was angry at her for not going with me and I was also scared and disappointed. I have all this mixed feeling, right? Right, 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 right? But she was strict and she said, this is how, this is how it's going to happen. Of course, you know, I went back to school. Everybody wanted to hear what happened. Did you go there and you bite and you scream? Uh, I was a kid. So I went back. Nothing happened. I don't even remember these kids who bullied me or whatever. Right. And uh, nothing happened. But I never forgot the whole story. because Yeah, how it made me feel. Right. Nothing happened after. But when I came back that weekend, my mom went and signed me up for martial art. She said, Ali, that's it. You're gonna start martial and that's how I start to judo. Uh, and so, at that point, where where do you fit on the on the age group? So, are you in the middle with yeah. your siblings? Yeah. Okay. So, were your older with the older siblings doing martial arts? Yeah. Or not really. Yeah. Oh, they were. Yeah. Oh, so you were kind of. So she I think she just made me start it earlier. Okay. Yeah. So you started at like five, six years yeah. old. Earlier than them. And so you started with judo. Judo was your first one. But judo was the first one. And then, so you go in judo in a judo. Excuse me. And then when do you start transitioning to karate? So I go into judo and, um, and everything is going well. I'm um, the, the, the teacher, they really like me. They think that I'm, I'm really talented and, and, and I'm doing good. I'm doing a um, uh, little competition and I'm winning and I'm, I'm really evolving and I'm doing really well. Right? Yeah. And, but I was still wasn't satisfied. I think I seen my brother doing, my brother was doing karate at the time. And I always wait for him, you know, because we, we go back home uh, together. So while I'm waiting for him, I'm just watching him training. And I thought the contact that they have in karate and kicking and everything, I was just, you know, being on the side and just practicing this, you know, seeing him doing it and just like trying to kick and practicing it on the side without doing it, because I wasn't doing that. And, and, and every time we go home, we'll like kind of like fight, you know, and try to have like a play fight or whatever with my yeah. brother. And, and I liked it. So I thought, you know, I like to do that. You know, I, I like that. I like to kick, you know. And, um, yeah, I know. and, and I was practicing, I was practicing yeah. And we always, 
at home you always like kicking things kicking uh, the trees the branches the whatever anything that's hanging you're gonna try and, and kick it you know and just just throw your legs and kick and repetitively we're gonna do that and i think that brought me to you know like to um to uh, improve and work a lot on my the ability and my flexibility on kicking high and whatever and uh, and and and, uh, and um, that was just a habit that we had at home yeah and one day my brother during his training you know, they were doing a, a competition uh, a karate competition and i was just watching right, waiting for my brother right and his team they had uh, someone was missing so they needed uh, someone else to cover and i was on the side and they say, you know, maybe your brother could do it. And I'm like, yes, let me do it. I've been saying that. Yeah. Anyway, they put me in there and I never done, never done karate before. I, I just watched my brother and I just practiced with him from time to time from an outside point of view. So they threw me in there for the competition and I won the whole thing. Really? Yeah. And so that, that sparked? That's, that's it. Sparked the whole thing. I just started karate and never stopped. So now we were talking about karate earlier and... Um, there's multiple different types of karate. And I think when people think about this, and I imagine um, you know, the uh, Karate Kid probably put some more emphasis on this, and of course, but for, for the most people, including myself, I, I can have a basic understanding, like judo is a lot of throws, there's a lot of similarity between judo and jiu-jitsu, but jiu-jitsu yeah, is a lot of similarity. Yeah, a lot of similarities. But in karate, I'm having a I think jujitsu is more elaborate, right? Jujitsu is more broadened. Broad. Uh, judo is uh, it's um, it's limited, ah. especially in the competitive aspect of uh, in a mixed martial art, for instance. If yeah. you do if you do judo and you go and do mixed martial art, and you do jujitsu and you go and do mixed martial art, I think your advantage is uh, on jujitsu because you have more things that you ah. could do, right? Leg locks and stuff like that. Ah. That's a thing that I didn't learn in judo. Ah, right? okay. So yeah. Because that, that's not part of the traditional curriculum. No. Yeah. Okay. And so you're 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 going through. So now, did you do karate and judo at the same time, or did you then pivot completely to karate? Uh, no, I I, uh, I switched to karate. No, I didn't switch that uh, immediately. I went. I was doing a little bit. You know, I, of course, I kept doing judo. Uh, they wouldn't let me quit. So yeah. you know, I had to carry on doing both until I switched completely. Now, what is the difference between the different types of karate? Because you have multiple black belts in multiple different yeah. forms of it. What when, is when, when, when I started with, uh, with karate, I started with Shotokan karate. And Shotokan karate uh, is uh, is uh, semi-contact. So the contact is not, you're not allowed to hit fully, right? Okay. So, so, so almost like Taekwondo. So bit. if I hit, I have to do say. So I have to present and then and pull back, right? Okay. Say like that. So I hit you. So it shows that I went through, but not I'm not like going fully. I'm not like you know. You're not putting the the drive behind. Exactly. It. So you have to some have people the would body do that, awareness. but that's cheating, right? And they would be like they could be be disqualified and whatever if you you do that. So from that so from that art of karate, and I, and I want to hear about the other ones. So you have to have some great body awareness. I imagine from a competition perspective, that's pretty tough because you're trying to execute a punch as fast as you can while also stop it as fast as you can to, to hit your yeah but, uh, but that, yeah, but that's the beauty of it. And, I, and that's what I, uh, at that time, I didn't think that it was the beauty of it. At the time when I was doing that, I thought, no, I want to, I want right. to go for it. I right. want to go through, you know, because I was young, I was a kid, and I was like, you know, I just want to hit, you know. And when I would go back home with my brother, and when we spy, when we fight, we hit, like, really hit each other. Right. With my brother, we really hit each other. But when I go back, when I go to the club, 
I'm not allowed to hit. I have to just present and pull back, right? So, but I think now, today, looking at it, I think it's one of the best form. I think it's actually harder for me. I think it's actually harder to present and pull back than to just kick. Anybody can just throw, you know, uh, something, throw, throw your punch or whatever. But right. to have the control, to have the precision and the control to throw it and then pull back and, you know, being able to do it but not doing it, I think it's a, that's a skill. And so I now in other that. forms of, now is that to the face as well or there is no striking to the face? Uh, was to the face as well. Yeah. yeah. In, then, in Kyokushin, no striking to the face. Okay, so that's other form. Now, do other forms of karate, and I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious for myself, do they, do they also have the similar rule set about um, showing but then stopping or do other ones like kind of fulfill the, the Okay, so Kyokushin is full contact. Kyokushin is... You know, there is, it's day and night. Kyokushin is hit as hard. The conditioning, I have to hit you and we hitting each other without blocking. So you have to hit me as hard as you can, like my torso, yeah. as hard as you can. And I'm going to hit you as hard as you can. And we're going for, let's say we're going for a run of uh, two minutes. So for two minutes, you go, I go, you go, and we call that conditioning, right? So you bare go, knuckle. I go bare knuckle. You hit me, I hit you, you hit me, I hit you. We're not even trying to block. We just go for it. And then two minutes, two minutes, uh, two minutes, then you have a break and two minutes again and so on. So you have run like that. Yeah. And that's Kyokushin. And the same thing with kicking. You kick me on the leg, I kick you. You kick me, I kick you. No blocking. We go for it. You kick me. I can't feel my leg anymore, but I keep taking And that's Kyokushin. And that's also conditioning. And what we do in the fight is the same thing. But now the difference, but in Kyokushin, you're not allowed to punch in the face, right? So because it's full contact, you're not, you're not allowed to, to hit in the face, but you can kick in the face. That's why I like kicking. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. So let's do it. So you can kick in the face, but you can't punch in the face. You can punch in the body, and you can kick in the leg, in the face, everywhere. That's Kyokushin. So as you're progressing through, you have your karate, you have the judo background. When did you start transferring into like, did you know you wanted to be a professional fighter at an early age? Because you said you had great success at an early age. Through I had great success. I love it. And uh, my parents supported me. And for my mom, it was like, um, I'll support you as long as you have good grade at school. So as long as your school, it doesn't impair your school and you, you, you perform very well and you bring me good grade from school, you'll keep, uh, you know, I'll support you. And so you can train and, and, and yeah, I pay for it. So when did you turn professional? So I turned professional. I was still a teenager when I turned professional. Uh, I think I was even I was 16 when I was qualified when the, the national team got qualified for the world championship in Holland, and I was the youngest in the in the national team. That was 30 years mom, ago. Yeah, and my mom took me out for yeah for dinner and, and drink, and that was the first time I asked my mom if I can drink. Uh, this uh, this is uh, I'm just diverting uh, a bit. That's, that was the first time I asked my mom if I can drink alcohol. I was 16? 16, yeah. Would 16, you have a beer? 17. Yeah, and she asked me, what do you, what would you want? And I said, yeah, I'd like to have a beer. Yeah. And I remember because this is particular, right? This is, um, it's also important, you know, an important step in my life, right? So she, she said, you, you like to have a beer? I'm like, yes, ma'am. She's like, okay, what beer would you like? I'm like, um, I don't know. Right. She's like, okay, what about this one? And she, they brought me the beer. And, uh, and I pour it, and then I, I and then we chase, and I test it, and I'm like, it tastes she's terrible. Like, she's like, what? I'm like, but it's disgusting. Right. 
She's like, yeah, but what did you expect? I, I, see, I, I see everyone love it and everyone is drinking. They're so passionate about it. But I thought it was sweet because for me, if it's sweet, you know, yeah. you, you love it. People love it when it's sweet, right? You right. drink something that's sweet, you know, you know, orange, mango juice or whatever. It's like so good, right? right. And I thought beer was even like even better. It's so good. You know, it must be sweet. I said, this is, I said, it's bitter. So why would people like it? Right, right, it's right. like, it's, it's bitter. She's like, yeah, but that's how it is. I said, she said, you don't want it? I said, no, I don't think so. She, so said, you, she said, you change your mind? I said, yeah, I changed my mind. She said, then you don't want to drink beer. I'm like, no, it's not sweet. She said, then what would you like? I said, maybe I'll take a juice, something sweet. She said, okay, we're going back to juice. But now remember, you don't want to drink beer, then don't drink alcohol then because it's bitter. So did you not really drink much? And I say, from there, that was it. No. Yeah. No. That was it. I just realized that I don't like it. It's, uh, it's bitter, and I don't know why people enjoy it, but I guess that's done for me. So then after that? Put it aside, and I'm fine. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Good for you. That was, that was, uh, that's, how, uh, yeah, that's how you went. So you get in the professional fight game at a really early age. You're not drinking alcohol. You're pretty straight, you know, straight line. And then yeah. when did you, like, how did it evolve? Like, because were, were, you were probably a 16-year-old fighting, like, grown men. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what type of like mindset does that take? Because I know you, you talked about the mindset of like, you know, going in and knowing you put your best effort in and that the kind of cards fall where they fall and you're going to be happy either way because, you know, you're putting out your best. I think that's a great way to approach things. But like I imagine it must be stressful going to these different countries, doing different things, fighting grown at like you know, mid 20s to mid 30s. I mean, was there any like, uh, did you have like people around you, mentors, coaches that were helping you through this process? And what were they saying to you aside from your mom? It sounds like yeah. she was very impactful. She was very impactful, but I have to say that uh, uh, one important thing is that I was loving what I was doing, right? I was really loving what I was doing. I was really passionate about it. And, um, and she could see that. So, so, and everybody could see that. And of course, obviously I have coaches and, and they did what they could, but they didn't do it. It's not like today where, you know, you can really, you know, like uh, 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 take care and and make sure that an athlete has every little thing that he need to. I didn't have that at the time. No one, no one, there's a lot of things that people could have told me and that they didn't tell me, but I was okay. You know, it was just the way things was, you know, in, the, in those times. And um, it was tough. And, but I had my brother with me and I think just living the life with my brother was already like a a, uh, a task, a difficulty on, on itself. My brother and I, we were crazy. We, we had these rules, this stupid rule that we had at home that I don't know where we came up with. It was like, every time you pass by, I'm gonna, if you're not tensing up your apps, for instance, yeah, uh, I'll, I'm gonna hit you as hard as I can in the apps. So if you're not tensing, you're gonna be on the ground crying your, your heart because I just, I just connected. Wait, so, so you're, you and your brother lived together when you were like 16. Yeah. And anytime someone walked by, it was open. It was open. open that was, yeah, that was the deal. To just nail them as hard yeah. as you can. So you always have to keep your abs engaged and contract so that you don't get hit, you don't get hurt, right? So if I'm passing and hit me on the on abs, okay, so there is it's contracted, right? Yeah. So I'm fine. Yeah. But imagine we're just laughing and we're talking about something and I'm just like breathing in or breathing out and it, you manage to get me full, I, full on. Yeah. Then I'm on the ground and, and crying. Or you know how, you, how, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. how that hurt. And that's what we were doing. It was like, it was like a stupid rule, but that's, that was one of our rule at home. So just living with them, it was like, it was like survival mode all the time. 
And I, I remember I got some of my brother like that, my younger brother, Sylvain, I almost, I destroyed his abs like that. I mean, I hit him so hard, he, I mean, seriously. Today I feel bad, of course, but it's one of the things that I know uh, he has like, he has just, you know, uh, molded me. Yeah. And I, until today, I will contract my abs anywhere, anytime. Try to get me, Jason, I'm saying this, you catch me somewhere, hit me on the abs, <laughs> you get me. <laughs> I don't think I want to hit you now because... Let's have that I, rule, let's have I, that I, rule. I, I, I don't know, because here's the thing, if I see you walking, I think, oh, boom, something tells me that later on that day, no, you're going to get me real no, good. No, no we, were, we were quite disciplined about it. If, if I hit you on the abs, you cannot get up and then hit me on the head or whatever. Oh, yeah. No, it's, that's the rule. It's there, you know, if I get you and I get you, that's all. So it was like that, and I think just learning how to engage in my core, my contracting and engaging my core all the time has really helped me also. I think uh, even during fighting, during competition, or even just to mold my physique and make sure that I have abs all year round, every year for my entire life. You know, I've never seen myself without six pack or without eight packs or 12 packs. I don't know if how many I have right well, now. Well, let's, let's bring that up. So when it comes to core strength, right? You hear that word all the time. And I think people think primarily about, you know, their abdominals, but maybe sometimes their obliques, but they don't really think too much about like spinal erectors or different things that basically the, you know, the midline stabilization, the muscles that support the spine, right? And, and you're talking about your abs. So when it comes to training, you know, I was watching some of your videos. I'm like, dude, you have incredible flexibility, incredible strength, incredible abilities. Like you're just, you're like the least, like if, if, if we were like at a restaurant, it's like, you're like, you know, looking around, you're like, dude, that guy, I do not want to get in a tussle with him. He could, he could sprint, he could jump, he could fight, he could, I mean, you name it. And those skills have been acquired over many, many years, but they've also been maintained. And I think that's interesting because, you know, as I've gotten older, so I competed professionally in CrossFit for a decade from when I was 21 to like 31. And now I'm 36, but my fitness, I don't feel like it's fallen off too much because I still stay active. But for you, starting the fight game at so young and then progressing through, what types of things are you doing? Because I asked you this question and you had an interesting answer. I said, do you think your flexibility is as good as it is today because of getting started in martial arts at an early age where you're kind of like exposed to these things? And you brought up a good thing that, you know, you know people today who are not very flexible who also got started in judo karate at a young age because they didn't stay disciplined on their flexibility and then i asked you a question which is even more fascinating I say hey i heard you can do the splits and you're like dude anytime wake me up in the middle of the night i could do it right there right there so how did you accumulate this flexibility and how does your body feel better today does your body feel better today than it did my my body felt better today than it did 20 years ago right i'm so in how my 40s and i feel that? stronger and more flexible I feel happier. I feel um, like better than I was like 20 years past, and and I think I'm I'm loving it. And that's what's why the I say, secret? That's why I say uh, they ask me why are you still fighting in your 40s? Yeah. And I say, dude, I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling I'm so happy because I'm feeling good. And you know, waking up in the morning and being grateful and 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 screaming, damn, I feel good. Let me get out of here and, and conquer this, uh, you know, whatever the day and whatever is going to come is coming to me. It's going to be good because I'm feeling good. And I think it all come back to um, just being disciplined. I know it's the same boring word. Everyone's I think it's just just, uh, you know, being passionate and being disciplined. That's all. 
you know, I say that I know people who uh, have been doing or practicing flexibility and being very flexible with me like 20 years back. And when I see them today, they're the most inflexible people. And among these people are my own siblings, my own brothers. My, my brothers and I, if I show you videos or pictures of us when we were younger, we all, none of everyone could do the split. Everyone, I think the whole family is like, everyone do the split. Everyone at any time. And today I'm still doing the split. I can still do the split. I can still do the split in two chairs. I can do the split in, a, I can do it anytime. You wake me up at three o'clock in the morning. I just do the split anytime you want. And the only, the other person who can do the split like that is my mom. My mom can still do the split. She can still do backflip. When I, when I go and visit her. Like even now, today? Even now. My mom is uh, 70, my mom is 70 now, 71. Uh, yeah, 70. And, uh, and she still does that. So I went to visit her three months ago. When I visit her, I'm still, I wake up at seven o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning because I'm on holiday, okay? So don't judge me. When I wake up, she's back from her run and she say, oh, I'm back already from my run, but I made you breakfast already and whatever. And it's just amazing that she still has the discipline to go for a run in the morning. So when I'm having my breakfast, she's doing her stretching. So when I, I look at her doing stretching and, and I'm ashamed. So if my mom is doing that, what excuse do I have? Because it's very easy. Everyone always come up with excuses, you know. People stop me in the street. Oh, man, I seen your video. You're so flexible. Do you think I can be like you? I'm like, oh, please. Because you're asking me that, but you have no, no drive, no discipline, nothing. You're just asking me that and you're wasting my time. If I'm telling you that it doesn't take much, right? I'm asking you to go back and just do uh, a simple thing and just do that regularly just do that every day spread your legs you know uh shoulder width yeah and then just go down and hold maintain the position right stay down for 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 like i don't know a minute do that every day you can do that anywhere don't tell me that you don't have time because you could be even at work get off your desk and just hold, hold stance drop down and you know spread your knees spread your leg and drop down keep that position maintain it for a minute yeah then next week or the following month, do it for two minutes. Then just keep doing that. Then if you feel like your your groin, your your hamstring are loose or loosening up, yeah. then go a bit further. You see what I mean? Just just like I'll say, I go further and instead of going whole stance, I'll just open my legs like this, and just gradually improving every time for a minute or two every day. Just do that every day. But it's and it a makes dis- a difference, you know? It's a discipline, discipline. factor that you're talking yeah. about, though. And so your mom sounds like she has more discipline than most. I mean, exactly. Can she, I mean, like, no joke, at, at her age, you think she can still do a backflip? Yeah, she does. Uh, a video of her, I think I even posted on my on my Instagram uh, a video of me on my mom training uh, three months ago when I went to visit her. Yeah. And she's incredible. My mom does. I could send you a video of her doing the split. I could message her now and say that my friend is here and he's wondering if you could do the split. And of course, she show off. She would, she, with pleasure, she would hit the split immediately and take a video and send it to you. I, I love. But she, you know why that's that. so important is because you know something I think about a lot, especially owning gyms and with you having your own uh, you know center as well, is that I want to keep people as fit as possible for as long as possible. I'm not interested in someone just being fit, strong, healthy for a week, a month, a year. I want them to be at that for all the rest of their life. And so it's really cool and compelling story with you that you could start so young and not get burnt out because a lot of people get burnt out. So aside from, so the discipline and the, the, the brothers around and your mom being a, a big figure, I think obviously helped this situation. But I'm curious, 
from a like not getting burnt out. Did did you ever feel burnt out? I mean, dude, you, you're fighting professionally, getting punched and kicked and whatever in the face. You're doing all these fitness things. You're staying super active. Like at some point, Jerry just say like, "Hey, man, maybe I just want to like sit on the couch and watch Netflix and have some ice cream for like the next year." Which I do also. I mean, not for a year. Though. Yeah. But which I do also. I eat ice cream. I sit on the couch. I watch TV. Right. And while I'm on the couch, I still I, I could do a split and watch TV while doing. <laughs> but what I want to say is that. I always take advantage of any situation. I could be here with you and I want to stretch a little bit. I want to stand, I don't want to sit because I want to adopt a proper posture. I want to have my chest up. I always, you know, make sure to to engage my core. You know, I always think about that. And coming back to what we were talking earlier about the core, and I, I think that, you know, you know, uh, tensing up and engaging is good because it strengthens my lower back, my spinal, my my uh, my posture, you know, yeah. postural is, is very important because if you don't engage your core, you you can slunge very easily. So you're sitting and then you you let go and then you end up like this, you know. So for me, all of that is important. For me, um, lifestyle and longevity in what I'm doing is important. I want to live for, you know, as long, not just as long, but I want to live a good life. I want to live a good life. I want to be healthy i want to 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 do to be moving to be uh, active for as much as i can and when i'm not anymore then okay let me die you see what i mean yeah, yeah. so but but while i'm here i want to be there, there's no uh, there's no stopping me there is no my age will not matter i think that uh, i'm in my 40s but i feel like i'm in my 20s so it doesn't really matter for, for me I can still compete. You know, the last fight that I had, I was fighting against someone who was half my age and he was like, you know, like taller than me, almost two meters and and, tw- and, uh, and half my age. And half my age and almost two meters and bigger than me and I kick his ass. So, and when I've done that, I come out and I'm thinking, so what, why will I stop? If I'm not injured, if I'm not disgusted, if I'm not done with it, I'm... I'm still, I'm not doing because I'm, I'm looking for money or whatever, because uh, I've done that already. You know, I'm, I'm okay. I could do without that, right? But I'm enjoying myself and I still have the competitive you know, aspect of it. I still feel triggered by it. So, so as long as I'm enjoying myself, I'll keep uh, competing. And I can compete not just, you know, in one championship or not just uh, uh, in MMA. I can compete in any form of uh, activity, right? So. Uh, I like to challenge myself. I like to be um, uh, keep uh, keep myself going with uh, you know different tasks and different challenges. You know, I think it's very important for anyone for anyone to look for something that you're passionate about and to or to start an activity and to do some competition. And when I say competition, I just don't mean going to fight. You can yeah. do any type of competition. You could do dancing competition. I love dancing. I think that on my Insta, you're gonna see that uh, I spend a lot, a lot of time dancing. I yeah. love dancing. You What's see? your favorite type of dancing? Uh, salsa dancing, break dancing. You know, I love all of that. So I'm a joyful person. I love being uh, around people who are joyful. I love bringing joy anywhere I go. I love to 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 I love to dance yeah. to exercise my uh, myself and 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 I was very shy to you know when growing up I was very shy I could it was very difficult for me to talk to a girl you know I could never find a word to put it out there and I think um, doing this activity has helped me you know to 
to make that step, you know, to break that barrier also. You, you see what I mean? Yeah. So, so I think people should look for something that they like to do and then and just go at it. Like kind of set know. up periodic challenges. Exactly. Like when they stay motivated. And when I say, when I say uh, competing, you could do a dance competition, right? That's, that's competing. Right, right, but, right. But he, um, it's, uh, it excites you and then he bring, he bring uh, you know, that trigger that you need. Everyone needs that. You need that kind of, uh, you, you need, uh, how do you say, how, how do, what the, what's the, the spark, system? the light. Well, yeah, yeah, that spark. And, yeah. and, and that's good, you know, yeah, the goal it's, setting. it's positive. Right? But now, you know, as you're, as you're, you're growing up and so you shift to Hong Kong. And I, I, I want to start by asking you, so you have a school in Hong Kong you've had for 19 years, which is awesome, by the way. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, that was the best thing that happened to me. Um, I, uh, I kept it in the same place for that long. I met, uh, I met a lot of people. I uh, influenced and I uh, helped you know, a lot of people, a lot of youngsters, kids who are grown up now or people who are in difficulty. I've met uh, kids with problems, kids with uh, um, uh, mental issues yeah. and, uh, and all these difficulty. And, and yeah, and, and, and with martial art, I managed to turn them completely around. So, so, yeah. so you, but you moved from France to Hong Kong. Why Hong Kong? Is that just because that's where the fights were at? Um, my sponsor at the time uh, brought me to Hong Kong. We had, uh, um, I think, a, an event there. Yeah. And we got there and and one thing lead to another, one thing lead to another, and, and I just never left. So in Hong Kong, um, I want to ask you, so when it comes to like the business side of owning like a gym out there, there's, there's gonna be a lot of gym owners that'll probably listen to this. I'm curious, like pivoting, or you didn't even pivot, I shouldn't say, you're a professional athlete, you're a professional fighter. And then from there, you also opened up a business. How much of the success of the school do you think was related to your brand, your name, your past accomplishments or your current accomplishments? And how much of it do you think is, doesn't really matter if you're a jerk and if you're not running a good business, it's not gonna survive anyways? Um, I think, uh, of course, you have to be a businessman. You have to be business oriented because you still have to run a business, right? Right. But, and that's something that I think I found also, uh, I think it's been hard for me um, because I'm, I'm more of a, uh, a martial artist. And I like um, I like to to care for people. I'm too I'm emotional. I put the emotion in there. I'm sentimental. I'm, and and that's not business wise. Business you have to be. Sometimes you have to block the emotion. You don't see that. You you fire when you need to fire. You you know you get rid of or you cut something if you need to cut and so on. And for me, uh, you know I'm I'm too personal. I'm too uh, emotional, you know, I like to care, you know, I care about the people who work for me, I care about the family, I care about how they're feeling, uh, and so it's a bit different. But saying so, I think uh, if you are passionate and martial art is your thing, you know, you and you have it as a business, I think you have more chance because, because, um, because uh, it's your passion so you spend more time there and you understand you understand the business right for me going from university to uh, opening a business and, and and going to be a world champion was my goal i say my parents wanted me to be a doctor uh, when i got there i uh, i realized that i don't have to do what they want me to do i want to be able to do what i want to do and what i want to do was get out there conquer the world be world champion 
um, and have a center, a fitness center, a gym, and uh, and that would be the greatest life for me. And when I see that, my mom just burst out laughing or crying, and she say, "You're so stupid. How could you think that you could raise a family with uh, doing boxing or kickboxing or whatever? Yeah. Who does that?" This is when you were in university? Yeah, yeah. This, is, wanted, this is back then. Because you, you were going to university yeah. to, to And then she said, you're dropping everything, you're dropping your med school, you're dropping everything for that? Yeah. And I say, yes, mom. How did you know that was the right decision at the time? It because just that's kept what I wanted. You? Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. I, it, it's, just, it's just what I've, I felt. This is like, I'm so happy doing that. I, I mean, there's no brainer. When I realized that I don't have to listen to her, anymore or do what she want me to do when I realized I just realized it then that damn wait I'm actually doing some part-time job just to pay for my for my study mm. so therefore she's not anymore paying for it so wait so does that mean that I'm actually like I cannot take care of myself and I don't need to do what she want me to do yeah I just realized it then because it was always like you know you do what I ask you to do. I pay for your training, and I. You see what I mean? So yeah, yeah. then I'm like, oh, you don't pay for my training anymore. Now I can train. I can do whatever. I can. So I don't have to do this anymore. Did she I not can talk break to free. you for a little bit? No, of course she was disappointed. But I think we knew already at the time that uh, she knew and I knew that I'm becoming a man now, and you know I can make my own decision. Of course, you know I needed to prove her to prove that you know the, that I made the right decision, and I did. I'm happy today. She. She's she's uh, she agree with that. She agree with me that you know. This is the right made, move. Yeah, you made you. And then she she always says she even today she say look. I wanted you to be a doctor, and to help people, right? And you 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 didn't do exactly what I asked you to do, but in some way you're still helping people. Yeah. And for me, you're still like a doctor. Some people would say that you're actually a you actually get more impact on your patient or your client than a doctor would. You know, most people, this is what I think about a lot here, is that people go to their doctor, let's just say once or twice a year, max, right? I mean, scheduled. But you, you get to impact your members or patients five, six days a week. You could talk to them about things like flexibility, longevity, nutrition, strength training, whatever. And that's a really cool way to impact people, yeah. right? So, I mean, I would argue that like, the, you know, our coaches on the floor, completely different than a, than an MD, of course. Like we've had a lot of experience with MDs and they've saved my daughter's life and it's it's crazy. But there's also like different impact you can make on the floor here. And I think that's what you're doing with your with your gyms as well. I, I wanna ask, um, so I, I have to ask, because Nsima and I were talking about this earlier. You, you have people that reach out to you who wanna fight you. And I get that. Like you probably, do you ever get people on the street who just wanna fight you? Yeah. How does that go down? Well, I guess that uh, I always think that you know people are people are crazy, right? People yeah. come up with uh, you know they're in their mind, they're in their world or whatever, and um, um, yes, you get people challenging you here and there, and like even in the street. But I always think someone can be uh, not in his right mindset and challenge me, and I'm not gonna hurt him because he's not in his right mindset, right? So I have to be better than that. So I have to be. Um, uh, knowledgeable and know when is what and what is when. So I can uh, visualize, I can see, and I can quickly see if someone is, uh, you know, you know, whatever. And I can, you know, find a way to deal with the situation accordingly without hurting anyone. 
And, but then how about when people call you? So you have you you have businessmen who sometimes just want to like fight with with gloves on with you. No, or? but 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 it's normal because uh, in this nowadays people are very stressed. People live a very yeah. stressful life. You know, right. um, things have changed. You know, uh, people don't have time. People spend a lot of time at work. They they are very stressed. They deal with an enormous amount of stress in you, and then people uh, have like they, they just break down. Right? They just just they break down because they they are uh, uh, under a lot of uh, stress at work and, and so on. So people realize, and, and and I was training some people, and they or they'll call me and say, "Look, do you have an hour? I just want to I just want to to put gloves on with you and just to let's just go on, you know." And they're doing that. I understand because they just lost millions on the market right, right? Yeah. they just lost their whatever the whole company and they just don't know you you either go and then just find a terrace and jump or you know whatever or you come and put your gloves on with me and and let's go at it and and they come to me and say okay let's do it you know i just want to just put your gloves on and let's just go you know i just want to remove that whatever i have you know? they don't even need to tell me that i know what they want they want to fight me okay but they still know that they're coming into an environment that is 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 gonna be it can be critical for them, but it's still safer. Yeah, right? it's still better than than jumping somewhere or just yeah. <laughs> whatever. So they come and I beat them up, <laughs> right? And I beat them up and they pay for it. And I beat them up. But <laughs> but I, I'm saying it like that, but not in a bad way. I beat them up though. I put them to their place and then I remind them you know, of, you know, the way of life yeah. and that they should be grateful. And, and I think nothing, and that's why I love martial art, because nothing can humble you more than martial art. Nothing can humble you. You know that when you do your, your imon or you do your, your, your hit or you do your set over there, when you finish to leave those, leave those kettlebell and do these uh, burpees and kettlebell and burpees and kettlebell, after half an hour, dude, you come out of there and you don't want any trouble. You're oh no! You don't want That's right. You are, you're humble. That right. workout has just humbled you. Right. And you, 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 you're satisfied. Yeah, man. You don't have any trouble. Yeah. That's it's so funny when I leave the jujitsu gym. I, I, I just, I feel at peace. Yeah. And I think that more people should be exposed to more martial arts or CrossFit and coming to the gym because, especially for guys, you know, uh, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've seen this over the years, but like, we just have some like for me. I feel like unless I get in like a great workout or jujitsu or something, I feel a lot of anxiousness that yes. builds up yeah. and I need to find a healthy, effective way to kind of like to, to let channel, it out, to yeah. channel it. Yeah, channel it and let it out. So yeah. people have different way of, uh, of channeling and, um, and, and, and you'll see that, you know, in a family you hear in the news or uh, someone was, uh, he just couldn't take it and then he, he, he shot his family or, or he beat up his uh, yeah. whatever thing or whatever. You know, things like that happen. Now, the, if these people came to me and disparaged with me, I'll just beat them up and all will be sorted. You see, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm no, just kidding. I mean, but seriously, uh, doing a 30 minute or even a 20 minute uh, hit or training, kickboxing session or whatever, you feel. You come out of it, you are drenched. Well, right? I want to get you feel in. good. I want to get in some work with you for sure. What does your training look like today? At 46, what does your training look like today? And then leading up to a fight, I'm sure it changes, obviously. 
But right now, you kind of had a fight on the books, but now it's being delayed, delayed, delayed. So on a daily basis, what does your you know, strength conditioning look like? What are you doing? I train every day. Right? Every I day. train every day. Uh, like even, seven days a week? Seven days a week. Say on the weekend, I'll do, um, I'll do um, different activity. I call it still training because I'll do, for instance, water sport. Right. Yeah, I'll do some water sport. I'll do hiking, uh, swimming, hiking, uh, stretching. So I'll always find something to do. Right. So, um, so I keep active all the time and I make sure that uh, during the week I have my training in the morning and perhaps stretching in the afternoon uh, every week and every day. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, do you ever ruck? Do you ever like put a heavy weighted backpack on and go for like a hike that way? Uh, actually, I never did put a, a, a like a heavy like this uh, uh, loaded uh, thing because I think I'm heavy enough already. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, but no, no. But uh, I like that. I have it. I own one, but I, I just don't use it uh, often. Okay. And so, yeah. Well, look, I uh, I don't I, I want to get right into what we have today. I would love for you to take me through whatever you want to do or whatever we want to do. Um, I can't wait to get after. We're at one of our gyms right now, and I'm I'm so happy to meet you, to see you, to learn from you. Me too, Jason. Um, Me too. You really embody a lot of the characteristics that I find very admirable, right? Thank you. Like Thank you. you've dedicated your life to something, you've made a big impact on so many people, and to see you at your age, which is 10 years older than me, basically like more fit than I am, it just it just uh, encourages me that I still ha- I have a long way to go. Yeah. And I, be- I I'm curious at 56. If you'll even be able to, like, do you think you could beat up the 36-year-old of you? I think so. You know why? Why? Because I'm even, I'm more smart, I'm more knowledgeable now than I was then. So I think, yes, I can. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you, (laughs) man.